Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, hey, gentlemen, and thank you again for joining me today for another episode of the podcast. I really appreciate you taking your time to download these episodes and listen to them. It means a lot to me. That's the whole point of this, right? I don't want to just record podcasts, record video, record content, and have nobody listen, nobody partake. It's like my wife making a beautiful meal, a wonderful meal, and I come home and she wants to serve it to me and she wants me to eat it and enjoy it and take it in, and I'm like, nah, I'll pass. That'd be heartbreaking. That'd be devastating, right? And and let's be honest, what man would buy, you know, would, would pass on an awesome meal made by his wife? Hopefully that makes sense. But here I am preparing another meal for you. And it may not be, in fact, I know it's not the best meal. I know this isn't the best meal made out there. There's a lot of great meals, a lot of better meals out there on online that you can download to take in. But uh, hopefully God is using the meals that I prepare on this podcast and you are able to uh, take them in and they can bring some sort of life or nutrients to your faith life, to your your journey, your walk with God. That is my hope. That is my my hope and my prayer that the Lord would use these podcasts um, for your blessing, for your help to be a source of strength for you because I know how hard it is to be a Christian man in today's society, in today's world. There's a lot of pushback, a lot of opposition. And that's the whole reason why it's called the Frontline Podcast because we want to be men who stand on the front line. Uh, not in arrogance, not in you know pride, but in humility and faith in God and boldness in Jesus Christ, in love of God trusting and standing there on the front line not on the back not in the background but on the front line saying god here we are we want to be men who honor christ who honor and love people and who stand against the opposition of the enemy uh uh, the enemy of our souls and who the enemy who's trying to take out our marriages take out our manhood take out our families that is the reason why we stand on the front line and so uh, if you are encouraged, I would love to hear from you. You can email me standing on the frontline at gmail.com. You can connect with me on Instagram, on Facebook at the frontline man. Send me a DM, reach out to me. I will get back to you. I always get back to the listeners who reach out to me. If you have prayer requests, I want to be praying for you. So again, I appreciate you, the listener, and I hope and trust that today you will be blessed and encouraged by the podcast. But before we get into today's content, uh, yesterday I took my son out for breakfast Saturday morning. I'm actually recording this early Sunday morning. My family's still sleeping. You know what? When you're working full time and you're a content creator, if you are a content creator and you're listening to this, you know full well that you got to find those time slots throughout your day, throughout your weekend that work to do your stuff and so that's what i'm doing it's early sunday morning while the family is sleeping but here i am and it's my joy to do this i love it and so yesterday morning my son and i went out it's been a while since my son and i had some quality time just the two of us uh it's been busy with work and now my son's working full time or not full time but he's just finishing school and he's working and so things are busy and so yesterday we decided to go out together went out for breakfast at mcdonald's and uh, that was good just sitting there talking we had a great conversation 
Um, and it's, it's interesting as you grow up with teenage boys, at least this is my experience with raising one teenage boy, uh, there comes a time where you can start to feel like uh, there's a little bit of kind of division and it's not in a negative way, it's like in a natural way where he's becoming a man and and here I am a man raising a boy who's becoming a man and, and you see this need for me to allow him to have you know, more freedoms, more space, more, you know, more areas of his life to choose and decide for himself, figure things out on his own. Um, and also you can see he's desiring that as well. And so it's just kind of that, uh, that season, that battle that, you know, and I say battle, not in a negative way, but just that, uh, it's that reality of growth. And I, and I tell him that, dude, you're in a season of growing right now. You're becoming a man and any type of growth, there is discomfort and and there's pain and it, there's awkwardness, right? And there's growing pains with any kind of growth. And so it's it's awesome to see him evolving into this uh, great young man who loves Jesus and um, is becoming his, his own man. And so we were able to just have a great conversation yesterday, uh, sitting there at McDonald's. And then we went to the park and we had our baseball gloves and it was a beautiful, hot, sunny day yesterday. And we were just chucking the ball. And man, he can whip that ball. He's been going to the gym and he's, he's getting stronger. And I can tell in the way he throws that baseball. But uh, I couldn't show him that I was a little bit intimidated by his throws. So I just kept snapping them in the glove and whipping them back. And it was just a great time. We did that for, you know, 45 minutes. And, uh, and then we decided to go to the gym. Uh, my son, like I just said, he's been going. We have the YMCA. It's a great, great facility um, just down the road from our place here. And so he has a membership there. And he's been going there on his own most times. Uh, sometimes he and his sister will go together, but he's been going there on his own and, uh, just working out, wants to get stronger. And, uh, it's, it's been great to see him doing that as well. So yesterday, uh, we went together. He took me as his guest <laughs> and, uh, so we were, we were working out and, um, just doing some weights and he was over doing an exercise and, uh, he was doing the squat and with the machine and, I was kind of about 30 feet away and I heard this, I, I, there was only a few people there and, and one of these, the people that were there was an, an elderly woman and I noticed and she was just working with a man who was probably in his 50s and they were just doing some, you know, stretch um, exercises and nothing intense at all. They were just doing their own thing. I just noticed that and uh, and then uh, as my son's doing this, the squats over there and I'm just over here. Uh, doing my own thing. She she says to me, she's like, is that your son? I'm like, yeah, that's my son. Um, and she begins to tell me, uh, you know, some areas that he could adjust where he's holding the bar on his on his squat, you know, don't hold it on his neck make sure he's going up slower and just begins to tell me some advice um, to then give my son uh, for, for regarding how he's doing that particular workout. And initially I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Because she's at least 75. No joke. She's pro between 75 and 80 years old. And big ups to her. She's there at the gym. Like, it's awesome, right? And so um, I, I listened to her respectfully. And then I went over and I told him what she told me. And immediately you could feel that that manhood kind of pride creep up, right? Like, who is... I'm not going to listen to some old lady. But I noticed that she was not just an old lady, right? She had a jacket on. And it said YMCA personal trainer. And so she knows what she's talking about. Yes, she's old. Yes, she can't lift as much weight as you can, son. But she knows what she's talking about. And she has some advice for you. And you could see like he didn't want to hear it, right? He's like, I know what I'm doing. And again, every 17-year-old knows what they're doing, right? I was there. You always know everything. I know everything. I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to listen to some old lady giving me advice on how to work out. And I partly understood where he's coming from, but I told him, Austin, she's a personal trainer. Yeah, she's old. I get it. But she knows what she's talking about. She's been around the block a few more times than you have and, and than I have. And she didn't just she wasn't just given that personal trainer jacket for the sake of, you know, here, here's a coat. She earned it. She's she's earned that role as a personal trainer. So listen to what she's saying. And so he went on with his day and we finished our workout. We're in the car half an hour later going home 
and and he's just, he's feeling irked by that. He's like, he's like, man, like who who does she think she is? I'm like, dude, she's a personal trainer. That's who she is. She's just out. For, she's looking out for your benefit. She, wa- she doesn't want to make. She wants to make sure you're not going to get injured, right? She knows what she's talking about. And I said, Austin, I said, right now your pride is being tested. And I said, are you going to pass this test or are you going to fail this test? I know, I know, but man, like, come on, I've done this before. I can lift more weight than that. Like, Austin, your test, your pride is being tested right now. And I just kept saying that to him. And he's like, I know it is. I said, are you going to, are you going to fail? Are you going to pass? And so that was a pretty cool experience to, to have that happen. I, I understand in the flesh what he's feeling. You know, why would I let some old lady tell me, correct me of what I'm doing? I'm young, I'm strong, right? I know what I'm doing. But on the flip side, I told them we can learn from people who have been around with more experience, not just not just in working out, but in numerous areas of our lives. We can learn from them, right? The Bible speaks of, you know, the elderly people, you know, in most cases and, and hopefully in, in most cases, uh, th- they have wisdom to offer, right? We want to listen to the wisdom of our parents, of our grandparents, of old personal trainers at the gym and so that was a cool experience that happened yesterday and uh, I know I'm not I'm not going to let him go of that I'm going to remind him of that experience uh, for the rest of his life remember that old lady at the gym man come on listen to her right so (laughs) anyways so we'll we'll get to today's topic here of what I want to talk to you uh, about gentlemen let's get to today's topic let's get this show on the road I want to talk to you about today and yeah today so so today is Sunday August 21st 2022 and and what I want to talk to you about regarding today is this idea and this truth that oftentimes we forget is that today is all you have today is all you have right and literally today means the calendar date that we are in. That's what it means. And like I said, today is August 21st, Sunday morning. That is the day that we are in right now. Of course, you're listening to this on probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, a different day. So the day that I'm in is August 21st. Whatever day you're in right now is whatever day is showing up on your smartwatch, on your phone, on your calendar, by your by your desk, by your workbench. That is the day that you are in and that is the day that you have, right? That's it. This morning when you woke up, you know, at midnight, 12 a.m., that was the start of this new day. And every day that you have and every day that I have is the same amount of time. Nobody has another minute to their day. We all have the same amount of time per day. And of course, we know that to be 24 hours. We all have 24 hours in a day and then seven days in a week. And that cycle just continues to go on. You you know, you see restaurants who say they're open, you know, 24-7. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You have 24 hours today. What are you going to do with your day? Because today is all you have. Yesterday is a thing of the past. Like yesterday is is over with. It's over with. There's nothing you can do about yesterday. You cannot go back in time. I don't care how much you know you believe in back to the future. You can't get in a, a really cool black sports car. I think it's what's it called? A DeLorean? I don't even know. I honestly haven't seen those movies in years and years and years. But you can't get in some car and with some crazy guy with white hair and do some sort of secret, you know, thing and punch the computer in your car and go back in time. It's not gonna happen, right? You can't do anything about your past. It's over with. It's done. It's history. And it's like that forever. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, God is telling the people in of Israel in the Old Testament days, he says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. And there's some great wisdom in that one sentence in Isaiah 43, verse 18. Forget the former things. Listen, there are things in your life that are former things. They no longer play a part in your life today. They're former. They're things of the past. He says, forget those things. There's a lot of things that you you want to forget about in your your life. 
But the enemy loves to bring those past things up, past failures, past broken relationships, stupid things that you've done, selfish decisions. Those are things of your past that you want to be able to forget. And in fact, God wants you to forget those things. He wants you to give them to him and to receive his forgiveness and grace over those things. But the enemy loves to bring those things to the forefront of our mind again. I know you agree with that. That's one tactic that he he plays with in, in Christian men, but God's like, forget the former things. Do not dwell upon the past. Listen to that one word there, dwell, right? If you think about Israel, when they were in the wilderness, they would be like, oh, it's be- it was better for us back in Egypt, in the, in the place of bondage and slavery. They're saying it was better for us there because we had all this food, we had shelter, we had provision, and yet they were being beaten and misused and mistreated and enslaved. And yet they're still like they're dwelling upon their past because their present doesn't fulfill their desires right now. So they start looking back and God's like, don't do that. Yesterday's over with. Leave yesterday in the past. It's a thing of history now. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13, Paul says, I focus on this one thing. One thing he's focused on forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. There it is again in the New Testament, under the new covenant, under Jesus Christ. He says, I do one thing. I focus on one thing in my life that is forgetting the past. Again, because the enemy loves to bring up those past thoughts. He, he does this, gentlemen. When these memories that are, that are just horrible memories. Yeah, remember the good times. Remember the, the good memories. Those are a blessing from God. But those things that are harmful, that harmed you, that, that you know, brought... Um, depression that brought brokenness, that brought hurt and harm to you, to your family, those things of your past, you, you need to take authority over those thoughts when the enemy brings them to your mind. It is not God's plan that you remember them, that you dwell upon them. That's a work of Satan. He wants you to remember and dwell upon the things of the past. And Paul's like, I forget those things of the past and I look forward. I look forward to what lies ahead. That's, that's how God wants us to live, looking forward. Now, you don't see anything and you don't see anything that's happening tomorrow. Yesterday's done, but we, we need to look forward in faith. Even though we don't see what's coming down the pipeline, even though we don't see what's coming in our tomorrow, if tomorrow comes, but we, we need to look forward in faith at believing that God has great things in our future. So forgetting the things of the past, looking forward, but also knowing that tomorrow is not promised. It's not even a thing yet. All you have is today. Listen to Proverbs 21 verse 1 regarding your tomorrow. Don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what a day will bring. Pretty clear there. You have no idea what a day is going to bring. Gentlemen, as you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're driving your car, if you're working the job, if you're at the gym with ear pods, you know, in your in your ears right now, listening to this podcast, you have no idea what's going to happen today. You have no idea in the next hour or the next few hours, you have no idea what's going to unfold in your life today. Everything can change in a moment. Anything can happen in a moment. You have no idea what's going to unfold throughout your day right now, today, as you're listening to this. And the Bible says, Proverbs 27 verse 1, don't brag about tomorrow because you don't even know what a day is going to bring. Tomorrow's not promised to you. It is not promised to you. All you have is today. So live today. Live fully for God today. Forget yesterday. Don't think about tomorrow. It's not promised. All you have is today. James chapter 4 verse 13 to 15 says, Look here, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we're going to go to a certain town and stay there for a year. We'll do business there and make a profit. We'll make some money. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? There it is again. How do you know what your life is going to be like tomorrow? Your life is like a morning fog or some versions say uh, a vapor. Your mornings, your life is like a morning fog, a vapor. It's here just a little while and then it's gone. That's your life. Your life is here for a little while and then it's gone. 
God doesn't want you making all these, sorry, a bug just went on my face there. God doesn't want you making all these crazy plans. Yes, we are to set goals. Yes, we are to make plans. That's honorable. That's wise. But we don't set our, our lives and our faith in our plans. We set our lives and our faith in God, in Jesus for today, because today is all we have. So he said, how do you know what your life's going to be like tomorrow? The writer says here, he says, your life is like a vapor. It comes and then it goes. Listen to what he says here. Instead, what you ought to say is if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. How crucial are those words, those five, those six words, if the Lord wants us to. I would encourage you, gentlemen, live your life today with those six words as your life today, as your prayer for the day. God, if you want me to, if the Lord wants me to, what do you want from me today, God? You've given me a new day. You've given me breath in my lungs today, God. You've given me life, an opportunity to wake up, to put my feet on the ground again, to wake up, to get my body moving, to go to work, to provide for my family, to have a wife, to be in a, in a marriage, to have kids, to be a family man, right? To, to have friends, to, to play sports, to do this, to do that. You've given me a day today. What do you want me to do today? What's your plan for my day today, God? Because, Lord, I have no idea if tomorrow's going to come. Yes, I have plans for tomorrow. Yes, I have dreams and desires that I want to see fulfilled. And, Lord, I believe they honor you. But I don't know if I'll ever see them fulfilled. Because I don't even know if I'm going to exist on this earth tomorrow. And I can't do anything about yesterday. So, God, what do you want for me today? Because, gentlemen, today is all you have. Listen, so many people, they have so many plans. They have so many goals, so many dreams. They're racing through life. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Go, 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 right? We've heard that. We, we see that everywhere as we live our lives. People are just racing through life, trying to keep, keep up, trying to do so many things, all while they forget the God who gave them the ability to live their life. People are just racing through, trying to make money, trying to have success and fame and friends and and pleasure all at the same time while they forget God who made all those things, who made all those things available, who gave them the opportunity to enjoy those things. They forget about him. You need to understand, gentlemen, that your life one day is going to be gone from this planet. You are not going to breathe forever in the body that you are existing in right now. Your body is just a temporary encasing for your spirit. Your spirit is who you are. That's your eternal spirit. And then God's given you a shell. It's called bones and flesh and ligaments and arteries and blood flow and organs and tissue and skin. And maybe some hair, maybe lack of hair. I don't know. <laughs> Eyeballs, ears. This is the shell that God has given to you to so that you can move around physically on this earth. But it's not who you are. Who you really are is an eternal spirit being. That's who we are. But we forget about all that stuff. Our, our time in this body on this earth is so temporary, gentlemen. And so all you have... And all you've been given is today. And only God knows when you're going to take your final breath here on earth. You don't know that. You have no idea. But God knows. God knows when your day is going to come. And we all have a day. Right? It's a, it's a point. The Bible says it's appointed once for a man to die. And then judgment. Then, it, then we're into eternity. But it's the reality of it, gentlemen. Your life on earth in your body is is very, very short. Listen to what the psalmist said in Psalm 90 verse 10. This is a really cool psalm. He says, 70 years are given to us. Some even live to 80 years. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. He's like, You know what? We might get 70 years. You know what? Some of you might get 80 years. That seems pretty reasonable, right? A lot of people die between the ages of 70 and 80. Some live past 80. Some live into their 90s. Some even live, (laughs) which is crazy, into their hundreds. I saw 
um, on Instagram just in this last week, there was a short reel of a, a man who just turned 106 years old and they took him out on a, on a boat and he dove off the boat into the lake. And there was a, a man, a couple men in the lake to help him, um, you know, do some swimming after just to make sure. I mean, dude's 106 years old and he dove and his dive. I mean, his dive was much better than my dives right now. It was more like a belly flop. But again, way better than my kind of dive. But he dove off this boat into the water. Yeah, 106 years old. That that dude's like, he's on borrowed time right there. If you think about it, we're all on borrowed time. Whether you're in your 40s like I am, your 30s, it's all borrowed time. It's all time given by God, by the mercy of God, by the love and grace of God. But this, the psalmist is like, we might get 70 years, we might get 80 years, but he says, but even the best years are filled with pain and trouble and soon they disappear and we fly away. And how true is that? You might live a good life, right? I, I recognize the blessings of God in my life. My life's not perfect. There are things I wish were different. There are things I'm longing to see some change in, some differences in, but stepping back from that, I, I see the blessing of God. I have health. God blessed me with a, a great marriage, two great kids, a job to provide for my family. I, I'm blessed and I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to God. But I also don't want to forget that in a moment, it can all be gone. In a moment, it's there's going to be a day it's going to be gone. I'm not going to have everything I have. You're not going to have everything you have. And this is why we're not to live for things in this temporary world. We're to live for things that are of our eternal value. So how are you living today? How are you living today? Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not promised. Today is all we have. And I want to read here a parable that Jesus, um, that's written in the scriptures. Jesus told us to his uh, disciples and this is a parable. A parable is um, an earthly story with an eternal or a heavenly um, truth. That's my definition of what a parable is. But Jesus told numerous parables. They were stories to illustrate a heavenly and, and eternal um, truth of the kingdom. And so here's a parable that Jesus told. And you can pull a lot of different truth and a lot of different lessons from the parables that Jesus told in scripture. And, and so I'm not going to pull all of them from this one here, but the one thing I want us to see from this parable is, is how we are not to live. Okay. We are not to live this way. That's what I want us to learn today from this parable. Uh, when you read it on your own, it's found in Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. It's the parable of the rich fool. Again, you can learn a lot of great lessons from this, but the lesson I want us to focus on is Jesus teaching us how not to live, okay? Not to live. Here we are, verse 16. So Jesus told them a story or a parable. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. And then he said, I know I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger barns. Then I'll have room enough to store all of my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. And then who will get everything you worked for? You hear that? God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. And then who's going to get everything you worked so hard for? Verse 21, yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. It's right in the scriptures there. Jesus said this, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, earthly riches. I got all this money. I got all this fame and fortune and look at my career. They're a fool if they don't have a rich relationship with God. And of course, we are given a rich relationship with God 
by putting our faith in Jesus. Lord, I believe that you are you are the Lord of all creation. You came fully God, fully man. You paid the price for my sin. You died on that cross. You rose back to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. You ascended to heaven after living for 40 more days on earth. And now, right now, you are seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus, one day, at the instruction of your Father, you will return and you will take your people home to live with you in the new heaven on the new earth where they will rule and reign with you for all eternity that's that's the gospel in in a nutshell and and that's how we are given a rich relationship with god gentlemen it's so much more than earthly money earthly possessions we're not to store up for these things the bible teaches but this guy in this parable he's like look at all i've got he's like i don't have enough room to fit all my money I need, I need more. I need more storage for all my stuff, all my possessions, right? My garage isn't big enough for all of my sports cars. My house isn't big enough for all my beautiful furniture, right? My bank account's not big enough to store all of my trillions of dollars. He's like, so I know what I'll do. I'll just get more. I'll get bigger barns so I can store all of my wealth. And then he's like, look at me. I've got it made. I've got it made. I've got everything I need. For years and years to come. And God's like, you're a fool. You're going to die tonight. Your money is not going to save you. Your possessions will not save you. Your bank account will not save you. Your bigger barns, your lush fields that are producing this harvest for your life will not save you. He's like, you're going to die tonight. And then what does all your money mean? What good is it? This man was a fool because he was living for money and possessions and thought he had years to come of his life and yet his life was taken from him that night because whether you're rich or poor all you have is today you do not have tomorrow and you're not to store up riches for this life it's temporary it's but a vapor right this guy wanted more and more and more he was living a life of greed my reputation my future my retirement plan, right? My investments, my money. Man, I'm set for life. And then he dies. That His life is snuffed out that very night. So how should we live, gentlemen, today? Well, here we are. Let me encourage you with how God wants you to live today. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God wants you to rejoice today, to be glad in your day. Yeah, well, man, I'm having a rough day today at work. Well, you got a job, right? So rejoice that you have a job. Be glad that you have a job that's providing your needs. Yeah, well, you don't know. I, just, I My wife and I are fighting. We're, we're in this argument. It's lasting multiple days. We can't seem to get on the same page. Well, you you have a marriage. You have a wife, right? Figure it out. Resolve it, work at it, talk it through, show show humility, show forgiveness, right? Show love to your wife, humble yourself as the man so that you can make this argument right. You can bring healing into your marriage. Rejoice today, man. You've been given a marriage. My kids, man, they're driving me nuts. Rejoice, be glad in God today. You've been given kids. The Bible says that children are a blessing from the Lord, right? Even in the bad days, we can still find reason. It's not easy, <laughs> It's not easy, but we can still find reason if by God's grace, we step back from our problems that day and say, Lord, help me to see your blessing upon my life. This is the day that the Lord has made, gentlemen. Rejoice in it. Be glad in it. That's how God wants you to live today. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Again, easier said than done, but God's will is that we find reason to rejoice always today. Psalms 113 verse 3, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. God is perfect. God is holy. God is righteous. God is good. God is faithful. God is loving. Amen. God is loving. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Worshipped with your lips. Worshipped with your lifestyle. Amen. From the rising of the sun, <coughs> excuse me, the beginning of the day to the setting of the sun, the end of the day, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And that's how God wants us to live and to approach every day that we have. 
rejoicing in him today. He's worthy of our praise. The Bible says in Psalms 150 verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what it says. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, let me ask you a question. You're breathing right now, right? Right? Just check yourself. Yeah, okay, I'm breathing. Good. That's a good thing, right? We, that's Without breathing, you know, that's, that's a good starting point to having a good day is breathing, right? <laughs> and even your breath is a gift from God. And so the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, let me ask you a question. When do you have breath? Do you have breath yesterday? No, that question doesn't make any sense. Do you have breath tomorrow? No, that question doesn't make any sense. And tomorrow is not here yet. So so the question would be, did you have breath yesterday? Well, yes, I had breath yesterday. Will you have breath tomorrow? Mm, I don't know, because tomorrow's not promised. So when do you have breath? Well, you have breath right now, today. So today, let everything, every man that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Even right now, wherever you are, just begin to thank God. Thank him for all his goodness to you, his mercy, his forgiveness upon your life. How many sins has God forgiven in your life? How how often has God been patient with you? He's been merciful to you. How good has he been to you? Just begin to thank him right now and praise him. Lord, Lord, I praise you. I praise you and I thank you. Thank you that I'm healthy. I'm not in in a hospital bed. Lord, thank you for my wife, Lord, even though we're struggling right now with some things, Lord. Maybe you're not struggling right now. Lord, thank you for the great marriage I have. Thank you for my kids, Lord. Thank you for life, for food in my fridge, Lord, food in my cupboards, water bottles that I can just crack open any time in my house, clean water to drink. Lord, thank you for a bed to sleep in, God. Thank you today. I'm blessed today, Lord. I praise you. I worship you and I thank you. That's how God wants you to live today. So as we live life, one day at a time, knowing that yesterday is done, tomorrow is not promised, we want to be men who live a life praising God. So as we do that, I want to ask another question. Let me get a drink of water. (coughs) Sorry, guys. So what hope can we have as men of God today? What hope can we have? See, that's what the world needs. A lot of people, unfortunately, they end their lives because they feel hopeless. They feel despair. And so we are people, we we want to hope in some things. So, so what can we hope in for today? What can we expect from God for our today? Well, number one, this is, in my opinion, the, the most important thing that we can have hope in as Christian men for today. Okay, this is... The one fundamental truth that I believe we've been saved, we've been given the grace of God. Now we must hold on to this fundamental truth today. It's Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. You got to hold on to that promise. You got to hold on to that truth. Romans 8, 28. We know, we know, like I know. Man, I know today, today, I don't have tomorrow, yesterday's done. I know I keep saying that, but I'm trying to drive this point home. Today, I know that God is going to work all things out today for good for me, for good for me, even the bad things, even the stuff that sucks today. God, I believe that you are going to work some sort of good out for me today because I love you. And because I'm the called according to your purposes, Lord. I'm not just striving for my own purposes. I am seeking and striving to serve your plan, your purpose for my life. And Lord, I love you. Therefore, I know, I know that all things today are going to work out for my good. Because I trust and I love Jesus Christ. Now listen, a lot of things that happen in your life. A lot of things even that might unfold in your life today. They're not going to make a lot of sense right? A lot of days can bring a lot of pain, a lot of sorrow, a lot of questions. God, why? Why are you allowing this to happen in my life? Why is this happening? Why is it working out this way, God? It's causing me such grief and pain. Lord, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. 
That's why you have to hold on to that fundamental truth. Romans 8, 28. I know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. I know it. I know it. That all things, all things, not just good things, but all things, not just enjoyable things, but all things, even the bad things, the painful things, that God, because of how great and awesome he is, he's going to work it out for my good. We don't know what a day is going to bring. We've already talked about that earlier in the podcast. Some days are awesome and some days suck. Some days are great and some days are awful. Some days bring great victory and some days will bring tragedy. That's the reality of the world we live in. But we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Who love God. It is known thanks to Google, that approximately 385,000 babies are born every day on planet Earth. 385,000 babies are born every day on planet Earth. That's approximately four babies per second. So four, eight, 12, 16, 20, 24. I'm going to stop there because my math is going to start to fumble. But four babies are born every second, approximately on planet earth that's new life celebration right baby showers you know gender reveal parties where things go horribly wrong when you're trying to do some creative gender reveal prop you know thing where there's explosions and then fire right it, sometimes it's crazy if you go on youtube you'll see lots of the, you know gender reveal things gone wrong right but there it's a it's a way of celebration and of new life it's joy it's blessing it's happiness this baby's going to be born ah what a time of life new life is is wonderful celebration right and then on the flip side of that approximately 178,000 people die every day on planet earth that's approximately two deaths per second so two four six eight those are lives being taken from this earth which is very temporary but that oftentimes will bring sorrow and heartbreak and sadness and loss right when when someone dies a a lot of times we express our our condolences by saying we're sorry for your loss it's a time of pain and we and we mourn with those who mourn right we grieve with those who grieve it's hard it's 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 sore it's a time of pain but this is the reality there's time of life and celebration and then there's a time of death and sorrow right it talks about this in the book of ecclesiastes there's a time for all these things it's you'll read it in chapter three a time for everything there's a time to live and a time to die that's part of it this is part of our everyday life and this is what people experience every day and some people are going to experience that, those, those wonderful things today and those horrible things today. Joy and pain, laughter and crying, sickness and health, job loss and promotion, hungry stomachs and full stomachs, life and death. But no matter what comes your way today, gentlemen, as a man who is trusting Jesus Christ, a Christian man, follower of Jesus, you love the Lord, you can know that all things are going to work together for good. Because God is faithful. God is sovereign over all things. God is in control over all things. And if he said that all things work together for your good because you love me and you're called according to my purposes, you can camp on that. So you need to put your stake in the ground on Romans 8.28. And I want to encourage you today, gentlemen, because today is all you have. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy your kids, your family. Enjoy the time that you have. You're not always going to have your wife. You're not going to always have your girlfriend, your fiance. You're not always going to have your children. You're not always going to have your health, gentlemen. You're not always going to have your money, the time that you have right now. You're not going to always have it. Enjoy it while you can. You're not going to always have them. It's temporary here in this life. I want to encourage you with this truth as well for today, that God's going to provide your needs today. Whatever you need today, God's going to take care of you. Philippians 4.19, and the same God who takes care of me, Paul says, is going to supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. God's going to take care of your needs today. So what are, what are, human, what are the, the basic needs of humans? Right? What are your basic needs? What are my basic needs today? Right? It's not it's not your iPhone, it's not, you know, your car. Those aren't your your needs. Those are blessings, right? Get that straight. But 
the basic needs that we have today are food, water, air, and shelter. Without those things, we can go temporarily without those things, but then if it's long-term, we'll die. Without food, without water, without air, and without shelter, eventually, if you don't have those things, you will die. You cannot survive. And God gives us everything we need for today, right? We know that verse. Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things that you have need of will be given unto you. Everything that you need, food, water, air, shelter, God's going to provide those things for you, right? We know when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, we know that famous line in that prayer. Even a lot of people who aren't religious or followers of Christ, they know give us this day our daily bread, right? It's our daily supply of food, of need, right? If you if you go back in the stories of the Old Testament, remember when uh, the children of Israel were in the wilderness and God, God provided their food, Um, It was in the form of something called manna. And in fact, the Bible says that when manna was supplied, um, it actually means, what is this? The word manna means, what is this? They looked at it and they're like, what is this? They couldn't tell what it was, but it was like a flaky substance that they would then crush and make into like some sort of bread or as their meal. And and the Bible teaches, and you'll read this in, in the book of Exodus chapter 16, that It was daily provision that God would say to go out in the morning and take what you need for the day. Don't take more than what you need. But today, I'm going to provide what you need today. And that's how God worked and provided for his people in the wilderness. And God will do the same for you. Maybe today you're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent like rent's due today. I would encourage you, trust God, go out on on a limb with faith and say, Lord, you said you would take care of my needs. God, I need to pay my rent today and watch God come through. This literally just popped into my head, a memory in my own life. Years ago, this is going back 12, 13 years ago, uh, my my wife and I, we were on the very day where we were $500 short of, of paying our rent and we needed it that day. And so we... We prayed about it, said, God, we need this. 500 bucks, man, that's a lot of money. And my wife, I remember she wrote it down on a paper and she put it on the fridge with a magnet and said, we need 500 bucks today. We're trusting God. We prayed about it and no word of a lie, no word of a lie. But God chose to show up in our in our life that day to provide our needs. And hours later, a woman knocks on our door from the church and gave us uh, an envelope. No joke. I say this before God with 500 bucks in it <laughs> to provide our, our rent money. That's the God we serve. Yeah, well, that didn't happen for me. You got to keep trusting him, right? It's not about, oh, have more faith. You know, come on, you didn't pray long enough, hard enough. It's not about that, gentlemen. There's no condemnation towards you. If it didn't work out the way that I just explained, trust me, there's been many times of my life where my faith has been stretched to the limit, right? David Wilkerson, he, this guy right here, if you're watching on YouTube, great man of God, he passed away in 2011, but he used to say the hardest part, the hardest time of your faith is the last half an hour, right? The day the rent's due, <laughs> right? And God showed up and God will show up for you. He knows what you need right now, right now in your life, gentlemen, in any area, he knows what you need and he promised to provide daily provision. So listen, man, let me remind you, you don't have tomorrow. It's not even promised to you. Man, forget about yesterday. Stop going there. Stop bringing up the past. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. Leave it in the past. Today is all you have. So rejoice in God today. Rejoice in the Lord. Be glad in your day today. Thank the Lord today for how good he is. I know that's not easy sometimes. I know that can be the last thing you want to do sometimes is to give God thanks and praise. But let me encourage you to do that today. Man, listen, rest in the faithfulness of God today. Right? If you're going to look back, look back at not the bad things, but look back at the times where God's been faithful to you and begin to declare those things by faith. Lord, man, I remember even like me, like 12 years ago, God, you provided 500 bucks on the day that we needed rent. Lord, you did it then, you'll do it today. Amen? 
and begin to just declare things by faith in God. Lord, you did this then. I believe you'll do it again for me today. Lord, I'm just going to rest in that faithfulness. So we trust in God's provision today. We trust in God's protection over our families today, right? We're all going our separate ways. You know, your wife's going to work on the road. You're driving on the roads. You're driving on the roads. My son's driving on the road. My daughter's on her bike, whatever. Like we're all going our separate ways. Lord, protect us today. I trust you for protection today, right? Rest in God's mercy today, his love for you, his goodness for you today. Trust God today. It's all you have. It's all you have. So I pray God's blessing over you today, gentlemen. I pray God's strength over you today. If you're feeling weak, that the Lord would give you daily strength today. Even right now, if you're tormented in your mind, I just pray God's peace over you in the name of Jesus. Father, just touch each man, each man who's listening, God, and give them everything they need today. You promised you would. And Lord, help us to live fully today, to embrace the day, to enjoy the day, to praise you today, and to trust you for tomorrow. We give you all of our past. It's all covered by your grace and mercy. And we leave it there. And Lord, we just entrust tomorrow to you. If you choose to give us life tomorrow, God, we trust you for our tomorrow. And Lord, today we just, we give this day to you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, thanks for joining me today. I hope that you are encouraged by the podcast. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome day. And we'll see you next time. Hopefully. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining me on the front line. Contact me at standing on the front line at gmail.com. Standing on the front line at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. <laughs>